Welcome to Rooted and Free, a lifestyle podcast with Brandy and Sharon. Here you will find real down-to-earth conversations about Jesus, entrepreneurship, homesteading, homemaking, homeschooling, family, freedom, prepping, politics, and more. Some may call them conspiracies. We just call them facts. Grab a cup of coffee, your favorite pen and notebook, and let's dive into today's topic. Hello and welcome to episode three of the podcast uh, Rooted and Free with Brandy and Sharon. I am Brandy Lynn White and if this is your first time listening, welcome. I'm here with my co-host Sharon Beadle. Hello, hello. And today we are going to talk about a topic that this time of year within this season, we see this a lot anymore. Um, Not so much in the past did I think we ever have to deal with cold and flu as much as we deal with it now. So today we're going to talk about cold and flu remedies and things that you can do at home to battle and beat the cold and flu virus. And not only that, but maybe some tips to prevent yourself uh, from getting it in the first place, some things that you can do at home to boost your immune system so that it can fight these battles uh, when they come along. We just want to note that none of this that we're talking about today is medical advice. Um, We want to help you and encourage you to support your body and its natural ability to heal itself. Uh, God made us all in his image, I think, and he made us perfect the way that we are. I feel personally, and Sharon probably agrees with me when I say this, that we were made in his image. So we are perfect. And I believe that God gave us the ability, our bodies, um, an immune system for a reason. And over time and over the years, all the things that we have ingested and put in our bodies via lotions, chemicals, products, food, have toxins, toxins toxins, in general, correct. Toxins in general have decreased our ability, our body's natural ability to fight off some of these things. Uh, So we're going to talk about those today. Sorry. I was just piggybacking really quick. I think God, um, made our bodies innately capable of healing themselves. That's like, if we have to put it into an umbrella statement, that's what I think it is. And I think that, um, what we're going to, what we're going to share with you today are what we do at home in the natural, holistic, homeopathic, nutritional sectors, because I don't think like, there's nothing really that a doctor can do for a cold and the flu. I know they try to lead you to believe that they can. And I'm not saying that doctors don't know what they're doing or that they're invaluable or whatever. I'm saying that it's a virus and you can't treat a virus with antibiotics, but you can support the body through it. And that's what we want to share with you today. Correct. And I, you know, I just started this natural, holistic, homeopathic, whatever you want to call it method of dealing with cold and flu at home and through the things that we're going to share with you just a few years ago. You know, I, took a larger look at the body, what it's capable of. Some of these things that we've just kind of pushed to the side over generations um, and replaced with doctors and modern medicine and antibiotics and things like that. It's an agenda. It is an agenda. (laughs) And without getting into the agenda on this episode, I feel like that Adeline, my daughter, she's almost 13. She hasn't been to a well visit or to the doctor since she was probably, um, six or seven. 
you know, I kind of looked at the larger picture of things and if she wasn't sick, why take her to the doctor? You know, I get the whole preventing things and making sure that everything is going according to plan as she grows. But I think as parents, like we're capable of, of that on our own. I think that we can take a look at our child and know if something's wrong, know if something's not developing properly without taking them to the doctor. I noticed as we did that, she only got sicker, you know, like we went to the doctor and then we came home and a few days later, there's a virus, you know, that we're having to deal with now that we went into that environment. And I think modern medicine is helpful and useful in a lot of areas. I'm not putting (laughs) it down at all. I think it's um, just overused and in place of like, it ignores, we ignore remedies and our body's abilities, remedies that have existed for thousands of years with success that don't cause additional harm to our bodies. Correct. So we're going to talk about some of those today, um, for the cold and flu virus to kind of help you guys help yourselves at home and the things that you can do. So, uh, Sharon, where do you want to start? Um, I mean, I can just pick a topic and jump in. One of the things that my family has embraced, and um, this is really impressive. My husband is, um, I don't want to say skeptical. He just leans into what he's always done, which is, you know, Alka-Seltzer, Tylenol. uh, What's the one? The mucus one. Anyway. That's it. Mucinex, um, NyQuil, DayQuil, all of that. And when I started learning that those over-the-counter remedies, while they might feel like they help, what they're really doing is masking your symptoms. Your symptoms are healing symptoms. They are your body's way of telling you that something is wrong and it's fighting it off. So even though they feel awful, there are ways to help you cope with those symptoms while supporting your body naturally. So now my husband very, very rarely does anything over the counter, truthfully, for cold and flus. He will lean into um, what I have done. And one of the main things is homeopathic remedies. So I'm going to say this. I think it's possible that because a lot of the homeopathic remedies still look like medicine, he's like, oh, I'm just trading A for B. And I'm like, well, you're really just taking natural substances that have been diluted. And homeopathy... Um, which is it homeopathy or homeopathy? I don't know. So if I'm saying it wrong, sorry, I don't really care. But anyway, it's diluted concentrations of natural substances like herbs and that sort of thing. And they trigger healing responses in the body. Homeopathy is thousands of years old. Um, it used to be the, one of the main sources of, I'm going to say medicine before about a little over a hundred years ago, it was replaced with big pharma and I'm going to umbrella term this Western medicine. Um, and I don't want to go into the big pharma argument. We'll do that on different, on a different episode, but, um, I do really like homeopathy, homeopathy. Um, I have leaned into the Boyron brand. Um, It is a French brand. It has been around for a very, very long time. They have good manufacturing practices um, and they have a ton, hear me when I say this, a ton of resources. So Boyron USA is where you go here in the States. Um, If you're listening abroad, search the Boyron and it'll ask you for your country. You can go and do it that way. Um, But initially how I like to treat colds from a homeopathic 
standpoint, colds and flus is through a combo remedy. And that is multiple natural substances that are mixed into one form, um, either pellets or dissolvable tablets. Um, and so some of the big ones are throat calm, throat, throat calm, cold calm. And then, um, the shortest shortening of this name is acillo, um, but it's like a silicoconinum or something like that. I may or may not be adding or leaving in an extra syllable there. Um, but those initial combo remedies are great when you're not totally sure what you're catching um, because they can kind of help trigger your body to start healing itself, even though you're not totally sure, like you're not sure if you're going down the, the flu route, the cold route, the something else route. Um, and then the single remedies are fantastic once some of those symptoms really start presenting themselves. And you know, if you're trying to treat a sore throat or if you're trying to treat, you know, thick yellow discharge or a cough or sore ears or whatever it is. And so without listing the dozen or more single remedies, Boyron in particular is really good about listing some of the uses for their single remedies. Um, some of the ones to definitely keep on hand are pulsatia. That's a really good one for your basic yellow discharge, thick, snotty cold, which is actually what I have right now. Um, belladonna is the other one that I would recommend having on hand. Um, it is known to be a, one of the fever reducers. I want to jump in and say one thing about fevers though. We have been taught that fevers are bad. You guys, they are not bad super very high fevers, like 105 and over, especially for more than 24 hours, that's where you really need to be talking to somebody. But anything 100, again, this is not medical advice, but do your own research. Anything 104 and lower is your body doing its job. It is responding to a virus or a germ or whatever it is, a bacteria, anything, and it is fighting it off. It is the heat of the fever that is killing off those nasty germs. So we need to rethink our training on fevers. Um, so the belladonna is, I would say like, don't jump to fever reduction, particularly if it's low. There's always exceptions to this, but that is something that um, the belladonna, if you've had a high fever for a while, the belladonna can kind of help with the comfort side of that. Um, so that's, that is a good one to have if needed, I think personally. And after that, like I said, there are many single remedies that, um, could be helpful. And I would say, just go to the Boyron website or another brand that you trust, um, and just do some research and kind of start stocking up. And I'm going to piggyback off of this really quickly. I'm glad you brought up the fever thing and I don't know exactly the timeline, but just recently there was a. Tylenol shortage, like children's Tylenol shortage. And I noticed on social media platforms, on Facebook, moms yep. and parents everywhere were freaking out because their kids were having fevers. And like you said, a fever is the body's natural way of fighting it off. So if we take Tylenol and we're masking the symptom of fever, right? We don't know that we're actually fighting the virus, you know, it's covering up the symptom of fever. So you don't know that time length in which your body has been fighting a virus because you've covered up that symptom. Well, you and you're telling the body not to do its job. You're taking the body's natural ability to fight off these germs away. Exactly. And so this recent shortage of children's Tylenol, part of the agenda, I'm sure 
might have even backfired on them because it was the perfect open door and opportunity for us to give others all of these remedies that they can do at home to reduce fever or make it more comfortable, you know, especially for your child. Yes. Especially for your child going through some of these things. It's not, it's not easy. It hurts. It's uncomfortable. It's new. A lot of times for them to actually, you know, actually go through the fever process because we've just always taken Tylenol. Whenever you had a fever, when I was a kid, that was the first thing that we did was shove Tylenol down their throat. Right. So, um, process it's new. Adeline had an ear infection recently, and I know that's not what we're talking about here, but I was able to use some of these that we're going to talk about today to reduce her fever and support her body through the process of fighting off that ear infection. And she did a wonderful job. She did a great job. And so I hope when you're listening to this, um, one thing that you do take away from this, because I think it is huge and we've just been trained and, and brainwashed for lack of a better word to immediately give our children and ourselves Tylenol when we run a fever or Tylenol and Motrin and piggyback them off of one another, that it's, it's okay. Like a high fever is not the end of the world. And it actually means your body's doing what it was designed to do. So, yeah, I, I echo all of that. Um, and I, I, I do want to say this, that with the over-the-counter, um, remedies, medications, whatever, um, like Tylenol or the acetaminophen, the ibuprofen, the aspirin, the, all of that kind of stuff, naproxen, all of those carry other risks. Mm-hmm. And with the exception of allergic reactions as a, as a whole, everybody's going to, to maybe need a little bit different, uh, protocols, um, based on the individual. And that's the kind of thing that you have to learn, but homeopathy is safe, you guys. And I'm going to use that blanket term. And I'm going to say, there's always an exception. And I am not an expert in all the, th- all the disclaimers that I have to say it's safe. <laughs> like you don't have to worry about drug interactions. You don't, all of these things that, that we are taught to be concerned about. There's and- not a list of side effects. No. And, and again, you need to consult the right people, um, you know, trusted medical provider. But I even think about, I'm still breastfeeding my baby and I have an 18 month old, almost 18 month old, as well as a six-year-old. And I feel completely a hundred percent safe giving them these things. I know I'm not risking asthma development. I know I'm not risking, um, uh, what's the word I want? Glutathione decrease in their guts. Um, a lot of our immune system comes from our guts. Like all of those things are put at risk and suppressed a a lot with, along with many other things with the use of OTC medicines. And so that's why we really embrace this natural, holistic homeopathic approach to treating a lot of things because we're not putting other health factors at risk. I mean, you even look at all the blood pressure risks that come with all this kind of stuff. We're not looking at any of that with this stuff. So, um, just to, just to continue piggybacking off of that, but in the interest of not going down too many tangents here, (laughs) we're going to jump into the next topic. Um, Brandy, I know you do a ton of this stuff as I do kind of that natural herbal side of things. And I know you've got some good protocols, um, that you jump on when you start feeling these symptoms come in. 
Yeah. So we do more of the natural and herbal remedies in our household. Um, I haven't jumped onto a lot of the homeopathy like Sharon has, even though I'm, they're amazing and all natural. And um, I just tend to lean more towards herbs and natural remedies. So elderberry is really good. A lot of teas, you know, whenever we start to feel because you can feel it coming. You, you just learn your body. And so you can feel it coming and you know, the symptoms and, um, we'll do a lot of teas. So, or hot lemon water, um, hot lemon water is really good. It actually will. Um, it's not only a good preventative to drink every single day, hot lemon water with some ginger and, um, things like that. It's a great preventative. It'll also shorten the lifespan of some of these things, cold and flu, while also preventing secondary, uh, secondary illness, yeah, infection. So it's going to stop if you have cold and flu, it does a really good job at preventing that from turning into pneumonia or something like that. So hot lemon water with ginger and honey is something that we start doing right away. Um, you turned me on actually to some of the traditional medicine teas and we love those. They're actually taste really good. So it's one of those things that I can get Adeline to drink and to want to drink and to finish it. Um, cause kids aren't necessarily like, Oh, yay. Tea. They're not tea drinkers. My six-year-old will drink many of them. Yeah. So she actually really likes them. She loves the echinacea and the cold gypsy. Um, even the throat coat is really good and putting some honey in with that too. Local honey, um, is a big thing for me. I like to buy lots of local honey, um, echinacea. It's going to encourage immune support and it acts as a natural antibiotic. So I do like adding the echinacea tea that's in the sampler pack from the traditional medicines. I love getting that sample pack because it has all of those in it, all of the super important ones um, that they don't always sell individually in the grocery store or wherever you get your, your teas from. Uh, peppermint is a, another big one too. Peppermint will use, and I know this goes kind of with the, um, aromatherapy, but peppermint oils we'll use a lot too, um, for, for preventative and for, uh, treatment of the cold and flu virus. And then, um, beekeepers naturals, we do, um, use those too. Uh, the throat spray is really good. I know that's, you have that down in your notes, but, um, we also, like that. Um, I haven't used the cough syrup in a while, um, but they do have a really good one, especially for the littles. And then check the age um, on that. Um, just double check the age on that and do what you're comfortable with. I do want to say that because, um, anything honey related, I, I err on the side of it's probably fine, but most mothers are cautioned against children under one consuming honey. Um, so th- I'm going to leave that one. And I'll be honest, that's not one I I deeply researched. So I don't feel like I, I need to speak on that. I would say I'm going to direct you to doing your own research, which is a beautiful thing, by the way. That's how you learn. That's how you grow. You go down all these rabbit holes. Um, you start connecting dots. And I think that's the best way to learn is going and doing your research to answering your own questions um, rather mm-hmm. than somebody just telling you a bunch of information. But so I do want to say that. Um but yeah, I give, I give my kids beekeepers and there is, I, I will say there is a homeopathic one that we use as well for a cough syrup, just to, to note that, um, that I would give in very, very small doses to my little one. Um, 
in place of the beekeepers. So just, just to note that right there, there, that is something to do your own research on and come to your own conclusions on. Yeah. And then, um, the last thing in this topic that I want to talk about, and then you can chime in here is the elderberry. We Mm -hmm. take elderberry syrup, like it's going out of style. So, um, actually Jessica Russell, who Sharon knows is Uh a good friend of mine and she actually makes elderberry syrup. She lives a couple hours South of me. Um, but I will get my elderberry syrup from her and it's so good and full of so many things that are good for your immune system and to support your body through whatever. And it's very good preventative too. So we take elderberry, whether we are sick or not. Yeah. I'm going to start with elderberry. I'll, I'll piggyback off of that. I do not know right now of a local source of elderberry. So I'm going to share a brand that, um, I get my stuff from and it's the earthly, uh, earthly brand. And a lot of this stuff we will try to have linked in the, um, show notes. And I think a lot of the, the main things that I will link in the show notes will be where to find these these remedies. Um, we are given a limited space, a limited number of characters. So, um, I encourage you to just continue to listen to this podcast, take your notes, and then visit the links in the show notes to find whatever you don't have available to you locally. Um, which I think Brandy would echo me on that. If you have a good trusted local source for a lot of these natural herbal, whatever remedies start there. Um, so whatever we share with you outside of that is if you can't find locally or you don't have a source that you trust, these are sources that we trust. Um, so anyway, earthly remedies are, um, some really great herbal. Actually, they have a lot of really great products, but they have herbal remedies. That's where I personally get my elderberry. If I had a local source, I would do the local source. Um, I had just have not found that yet. Um, They also have, and I believe I've not looked at it again, you do your own math, but, um, they also have like syrup kits, elderberry syrup kits, which are really great, but they have an elderberry option for kids. That's a little bit more stomachable for the young ones. Like I can get all of my kids to take them (laughs) to take that one. So that's really nice. Um, but, and I feel like earthly things are affordable. So I want to say that as well. A lot of these herbal things are very accessible financially for you. Um, so we encourage you to look into them. I definitely, I second the teas we do. Um, I would say, I would say 75% of the teas that we drink are traditional medicinals. I know that there's a lot of things I could go and talk about, about teas. Um, so let's not get into that. If you're going to tell me about it, I probably am already aware of it, but I think they're one of the better brands out there. Um, I will say that you need to be careful over consuming these teas, um, because there are certain ingredients that you probably don't want to over consume. So again, do your research, ask the questions, come to your own conclusions. Um, but I really think that they are, um, good options. I agree with the local honey. I have a lot of local honey. I will use one serving when I am sick or for preventative, if like my kids are sick and I don't want to get sick of the beekeepers naturals, which is a brand of propolis honey. There is additional immune support and additional ingredients in their, um, in their propolis honey products that I think are beneficial when you're sick. Um, so I a hundred percent, I drink local honey. I, I drink it. I put local honey in my tea. I guess technically you are drinking it. Um, when I am sick, but I will do one dose a day of the beekeepers natural propolis honey um, because there there are added benefits in there. They also have, I'm going to throw a a bullet list of products that they have. I've been really impressed with their lozenges. Um, 
while we're on the topic, I mean, they have elderberry lozenges. They have, I think, um, I think they add zinc to their lozenges. I could be wrong about that. Um, but anyway, just they've got a handful of different ones. And I have really noticed, I like to take one of those and suck on them before, as I'm laying down to go to bed. And I feel like it kind of helps my symptoms at night. Um, so that's a little trick I've learned. They've also recently launched a liposomal vitamin C product that I highly recommend as a form of vitamin C when you are fighting off viral infections, which cold and flu is, is a viral infection. Um, they do have a good cough syrup and I like Brandy touched on, um, their throat spray. I've got the kids and the adult version and my husband and my kids, we all take that. So, um, when we're sick and I really feel like it's all part of supporting the body. I do want to say one quick thing. We're throwing a ton of products at you. You guys pick one and just start. We have built up our natural medicine cabinets for years at this point. And so now we're at the replace it when it's gone point, but don't panic about investing in all of those things. Pick a symptom and go and get whatever it is that you feel will best help you with that. So I just want to calm any anxiety you might be feeling. This is a process. So get started now and just embrace the fact that it's going to take a little bit of time. But I will say again that a lot of these are very, very, very financially accessible. They are not extremely expensive. Um, and the beautiful thing about the herbal holistic natural route is that you will have many uses for these things. Um, they're going to help you in, in many other areas. So um, in the earthly remedies, like I said, I talked, we talked about the elderberry. Um, I will say this, there is, I, um, I think some of what is going around here can be elderberry resistant and echinacea resistant. So you may have to play a little bit with some of that. Um, if one is not working, don't automatically say like, oh, this is worthless. Know that there are some things happening out there and you just have to continue to treat, um, and honestly, just hold true to, to the truth that these things do work and they do benefit your body. Um, so the last thing is, uh, no, it's not the last thing. Sorry. Of course it's not. It's me. Um, the earthly remedies that I use, their little remedy tinctures, that kind of thing. Um, we use, I love the master tonic actually. Um, it has the reishi mushroom in there and it has, um, among other things. And it has, uh, ashwagandha, which I think helps promote mm -hmm. restful sleep. You need rest when you are sick. You yes. And sometimes that's hard to do with some of the symptoms that you're dealing with. <laughs> yeah. They have other ones. Uh, they have a really, their website is very user-friendly and they have a ton of information on each of the products. So I'm just going to list them. The feel better fast is a good one to have the immune biotic. It's not for everybody. So you need to read who can take it and who cannot. Um, but that's a good one to have. And then the cough be gone. I've actually had work really well for my six-year-old. If she has a cough that just won't leave. And then I'm going to say this, and we're going to touch on it in a little bit. Um, magnesium is a good one to supplement all the time, but specifically when you're sick, um, they have a product that if I recommend one of their products over anything else, it is their good night lotion and it has magnesium and it is safe for all ages. So, um, that's a good one. And it can really promote restful sleep as well. And then the last thing I want to touch on that is natural. And this one is one that you need to do your research on it's mushrooms. Um, whether it's, what is it? Lion's mane or reishi. There's a handful of different ones. Um, yes. I get what's that. I said, yes, I was just oh. confirming. 
Um, so that one I kind of count as both nutritional and herbal natural. Um, but I get that from perfect supplements, which again, I'll link and we'll touch on this later, but, um, there's like some natural, uh, blends and mushrooms can be great for immunity type support there. So, um, another brand to look at is, and I'm just going to throw the brand name out there is wish garden herbs. Um, they have a ton of herbal remedies, tinctures, blends, all that kind of stuff that for immunity, for coughs, for lung problems, whatever. Um, so definitely take a look at that brand as well. I've got a couple of those in my arsenal. So, all right, <laughs> take a deep breath. We just threw a lot of information at you. Um, and don't worry, we're only halfway through. <laughs> I hope you're taking notes. <laughs> it wouldn't be us if we weren't only halfway through. Um, I lost my notes. I'm sorry. I was just trying to pull it back up, but I, I love everything you said there. There was one thing I was going to expand on. Um, that reminded me. Go, go ahead. ahead. Oh, I was just going to say lemon. We talked, you talked about lemon water. Um, mm -hmm. Lemon is an expectorant. So it can really help move the mucus and the mucus is what can cause a lot of problems. So you want to look at things that are going to help your body expel the mucus. Okay. The end. Done. And then speaking of lemon, there's so many natural nutritional things that we can talk about that really help along with honey and lemon. You have ginger and yes. garlic. Um, garlic is huge. I think garlic is like one of the wonders of the world that we don't talk about often enough. Garlic in all kinds of, um, aspects. So you can eat raw garlic. There's a lot of people that I know in this natural holistic world that will eat garlic every single day, just a clove of raw garlic. And trust me, it gets better. If you're not a garlic fan, it gets better. The more that you do it. Um, when we get cold and flu viruses, a lot of times we'll take garlic and crush it up and put it in with a little bit of honey and some cayenne pepper. That is my go-to when we get sick. As soon as Adeline has any kind of sore throat or cough or mucus or whatever, I'm immediately making that little concoction and it helps so much. And you can take that a couple times a day. So I just get a little jar and I'll crush up garlic. I'll dice it up, crush it up, smush it up, and then put cayenne pepper and some honey in it and mix it around. And then we'll just take a teaspoon of that two to three times a day. Um, and that works for us really well. So garlic in all the forms, I mean, even like ear infections and stuff, I'll stick garlic in her ear. Um, yes. and we can talk about that on a different episode, but garlic is just amazing. And I don't, I can't get enough of garlic. So garlic, ginger, lemon, um, the lemon rind, the lemon peel, the lemon juice in the tea and all the forms. Um, and then another thing that we just recently started doing when we were sick a couple weeks ago, a month ago, whatever was potatoes. So I don't know that there's a huge study behind this, that there's like, I, I can't explain the science, but if you're trying to detox during a cold or flu virus, and I did this, I sliced up my potato. I put several slices on the counter, left them out overnight in the air, all of the things. And then we put potatoes on our feet and then put socks on. And the next morning we got up and they were completely black. So I do truly believe that it helps. I think it pulls the toxins out. And that's just something that we started doing here. And, and I did feel better the next day. I wasn't like cured. I didn't wake up like you know, magically better, but I feel like it lessened some of the symptoms that I normally have during a cold and flu. 
And to note, you mentioned that you put some potatoes on the counter versus the ones that you put on your feet. The ones on the counter were not nearly as dark Dark. as the ones on your feet. So So the ones on the counter did their normal thing, right? The starches and the air, they were a little off color, but they weren't like the ones on our feet, which were completely black. So there, there's something to that. Um, whether it try is, it. it's a potato. That's yeah. one of the cheapest foods you can buy. Just try it. Right. It's not going to hurt right. you. <laughs> so we tend to have those on hand. And so that's something that you may have on hand that you don't have to go out and buy that when you get a, get a virus or viral infection. Um, that's just another thing that you, you can try putting an onion too on your nightstand cut it in half, leave it on your nightstand in a jar. Um, there is, you know, old folklore that, that, that works as well. So, and the reason behind that, I can't explain the onion side of things because that's actually also, um, a, an earache remedy, old school earache remedy, but mm-hmm. the onions, the acid is what is it like, what causes you to cry and like your nose to run when you're cutting an onion, it's moving right. that mucus, it's breaking it up. And so it's helping to release all of that, um, so that it's not sitting there causing, um, pressure buildup in your head and in your, in your sinuses and your mucus membranes and all of that. So I not do it. It's an onion. It's a, it's a potato. If you cook anything, you have onions and potatoes in your house, or if you're married to a man, like my husband, you have you potatoes have in your potatoes. house. <laughs> You never run out of onions and potatoes. We're the same way over here. If I make a meal without some kind of a potato, he's like, where are the potatoes at? <laughs> yeah. Zach is hundred percent a meat and potatoes guy. Although he does refer to the, uh, to onions as the devil's vegetable. Like he is just not an onion person, but I refuse to cook without onions. And, uh, and then I have one that will eat an onion, like an apple. So, you know, there's that. I do have that too. Actually the raw onion, the purple onion, my, yeah. actually my 18 month old will just like crunch on them. <laughs> That's awesome. So another natural supplement that uh, you can go into more depth on, but that I just tried recently because it, I mean, we recently got sick. We believe we had some kind of flu and then we felt better for a few days. Like we thought we were turning a corner and we were great. We got up, we started doing things again. And then all of a sudden it just hits you like a rock and you're down again. And you're like, what in the world? So I struggled for a few days, um, with that second round of kind of that secondary side of the cold and flu virus. And Sharon was like, I'm serious. I'm telling you black seed oil, go get it. (laughs) Just take it brandy. And so I finally, I, I gave up, I went to thrive market and, or fresh time market and I got some black seed oil. So I put it under my tongue honestly, it tastes like crap. Um, it was rough. I did not enjoy it at all, but anything was better than what I was feeling at that moment. Um, actually Al tried to put it in his coffee. So I put a dropper full in his coffee and he struggled through the entire thing. I was like, you just need to put it under your tongue and get it over with. I was going to so say, while- don't ruin coffee with black seed oil. Although you can lessen it in uh, citrus drinks like lemonade or orange juice. Let me just throw that tip out there. Anyway, keep going. <laughs> yeah. If you're trying to get your kid to take it, might be a great thing to put in some orange juice or some apple juice or anything. Or let them chase it with a juice or something. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. But both of my kids will take it. Both of my kids will suffer through that 10 second of not even five seconds of this tastes awful. And it burns just a teeny tiny itty bitty little bit in your throat. But if you drink a sip of water or chase it with anything, you're fine. Like eat something right after it, eat a bite of banana or something. You're fine. It is a thousand percent worth that minuscule suffering 
I agree. So if you're on the fence about black seed oil, just go for it. I mean, it's not any worse than the symptoms you're already dealing with, I feel like. So um, black seed oil is something that we did, both did. And actually, um, our friend is sick right now. And Al was like, you know, you should try this black seed oil. Like, okay, oh if, God, Al, if Al is you. saying it and my right. husband is saying it, you need black seed oil. If the men in our lives are touting these things, you need to do it. So I'm going to, I'm just going to insert myself here, Brandy. Sorry. Um, go for it. But black seed oil is a natural antiviral, natural antibiotic, and it doesn't have all the other bad stuff that antibiotics have that come with it. Um, but I want to, I want you to hear this word. It is a natural antiviral. We have been taught for how long that you cannot treat a virus. Let's back up, back up here a second. You can treat a virus. This is one of the ways to do it. So black seed oil is a natural antiviral. One of the things, and, and this is something where if you want more information on black seed oil, tell me, um, because I will get it posted on the Instagram account for this page. Um, or for this podcast. So if you're not following that, um, you know what, note to self, I will, I will link the Instagram in the show notes so that you guys can go there because that's a really easy way for us to share more information for you. Um, and we'll go ahead and just make those slides anyway. So you'll be able to find it on the Instagram page. Yeah. So I will go ahead and link that. Um, but one of the things that the black seed oil will do is, um, move and release the mucus in the body. And you remember I said earlier, mucus, mucus bad. I want to give a quick anecdote to this. So we got sick last fall. My family was sick for six weeks and many of us had multiple bouts of this. And it was one of those, it was just one of the nasty cold flu, RSV, whatever situations that went around. Did we go to the doctor? No, not once. Um, but my daughter, my six-year-old was having trouble with her hearing for weeks and that's normal. Kids ear anatomy is not fully developed that allows for proper drainage as easily as the adults. That's why you see kids getting one of the reasons why you see kids getting more ear infections and that kind of thing. It has to do with their anatomy. It's not fully developed and it has to do with the angle of their tubes and a couple of other things. So anyway, when they get sick, it's not uncommon for particularly with all that thick mucus that we have been experiencing with the cold and flu viruses that have been going around this year. Um, that's why we have been experiencing her having hearing issues as soon as I gave her her first dose of black seed oil, I kid you not, a few hours later, it was, I gave it to her the night before she woke up the next day and she goes, mom, my ears popped. I can hear. Y'all, do you not understand how frustrating it is to repeat yourself 16 times? And I'm not exaggerating to your child who is six and doesn't listen well to begin with. It's really hard. That was like, I wanted to cry, <laughs> like, praise God. Okay. So anyway, I cannot recommend black seed oil enough. And that is anymore. That's one of the first things that I go for, um, before I do anything homeopathic, before I do anything herbal, anything else, I'm like, Oh, you got something, take these drops, drink a bunch of water, and then we're going to get everything else going. So anyway, I, I'm going to, I'm going to second that, um, the one Brady, I don't know what you paid for your black seed oil. The one that I like and trust and can, um, I'm going to say afford. It's like a dollar a dose. Um, and so for a dollar a dose for that stuff, y'all, I'm a bathe in it. I'm a bathe in it. No, anyway, so that's my, that's my, um, black seed oil anecdote. I just, 
I cannot recommend it enough. So anyway, keep and going. Then another one that you take daily for preventative too, not just treatment is the fulvic acid. The fulvic right? does so much. And I, to be honest with you, I think we're going to have to do an entire episode on that. If y'all are interested, um, because it is a natural detoxer, it will bind to heavy metals in your system. It has uh, trace vitamins and minerals, 70 plus of them. It is, I mean, it will do all the things. And I could sit here and talk to you for 20 minutes about what fulvic acid can do, but the long story short is it is another natural anti antibiotic antiviral. Um, it will bind to the virus cells. The humic acid in the fulvic humic blend will bind to virus cells. It will pull the virus cell off of your cells and detox them out of your body. Um, among dozens of other things that fulvic humic acid can do. So, um, yes, I, that is a daily preventative. It is, it is a, an almost daily thing. There are days when I don't get it down, but and my, again, my kids drink that too. So even though it looks like you're drinking dirt, they drink it and they embrace it. And like Riley gets excited. My little 18 month old, she gets excited. She dances her feet around. It's like, they know, they know it's good stuff. Yeah. And I wish that I would have done this sooner in Adeline's life, because I feel like the younger you can start your kids on some of these things, the less resistant they're going to be to taking them when they're a little bit older as well. Agreed. Um, yeah. My husband wrap. looks at it. He goes, that does not look healthy. I'm like, fine, <laughs> your choice. I'll drink uh, it. Bone broth <laughs> is another one and one that you can actually make at home too. So you can buy bone broth, but a lot of us, you know, we cook and there's, uh, we've been trying to use, um, everything that we have, um, and, okay. and reduce the waste. Right. And so I've been composting as much as I can with scraps and things like that, but using like steak bones, um, beef bones to make your own bone broth is huge. Um, and it's something that you're already paying for the meat anyways. Right. And so you have these leftover bones, let's do something productive with it. Let's do something that can help your immune system with it. Um, my mom just recently made a huge batch of bone broth and this is totally off topic, but then she used the bones and baked them and then turned them into bone meal for her garden too. So they're so there's so much that one thing can do for, for your health and your body. You're eating the red meat and then you're taking the bones, you're making bone broth, and then you're using the bones in your garden. So learning some of these things too, um, is, is going to be huge for the overall health of, of your body, because then that bone meal is going back into your garden, which is going into the food that you're growing and then consuming. So, um, love bone broth. That's something that you can do at home. You can make at home vitamin C magnesium. You talked about magnesium earlier. Magnesium is filtered out of pretty much everything that we drink. So it's important to supplement that back in, not only it like also what you been said, depleted from our soils. Correct. Soil mm -hmm. water doesn't contain magnesium like it used to. Even those foods touted to be high in magnesium, they are far lower in magnesium today than they were 50 years ago, 100 years ago. You get the point. Right. And it is a oh. vital mineral. Vital. Vital. Definitely. We actually gave magnesium to our mini pigs when they got sick and dehydrated. Oh, and yeah. I finally had nothing left to give them, um, except magnesium. And he was having, the little one was having seizures and was dehydrated and it's a common occurrence in many pigs, but I was like, okay, you know what? I'm just going to try the magnesium. So I diluted some magnesium and gave it to him and like 
almost instantly seizing and like came back to me. And so I truly believe that magnesium is, is something that we need to make sure that you are supplementing for sure. Not just when you're sick with the cold and flu virus, but on a daily basis. Yeah. I take magnesium daily just for that. And one of the greatest ways I mentioned this before, one of the greatest ways to start taking magnesium as with anything, you don't want to just jump in full force. You want to give your body time to acclimate to it. So one of the best ways to do that, um, is using magnesium topically. And again, I will post resources in the show notes, but, uh, magnesium flakes is a great one. The lotion is a great one. There's a spray as well. Um, so don't, and I, I need to say one thing about magnesium is everybody's like, Oh, I take magnesium. Where do you get your magnesium and what form is it? There are multiple forms of magnesium. And the one that you find in like calm and the pills that you can buy at Costco and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's cheap but it also doesn't do anything for you. The only thing that that magnesium form will do for you because it converts when it gets mixed with water, how much of our bodies is water. Um, the majority of it, for those of you who don't know the answer, <laughs> the, um, so, so it doesn't do anything. Really. The only thing it does is it, is it works with like your gut, your GI, as far as like constipation, it mm-hmm. doesn't really have a further, use or benefit from that. So there are better forms and better sources of magnesium. So you're going to have to get off the Costco, um, uh, supplement train, please just side note there, but yes, magnesium is a really good one. Uh, okay. And then we already went over garlic. Oregano oil is another really good one too. Oregano Um, is another natural herbal antiviral antibiotic. And so I do want to say something, there's a difference between oregano essential oil, which is also good. We'll talk about oils in a second, essential oils in a second, but oregano oil oil of oregano is not the same thing just to differentiate that. It's kind of up there with the black seed oil, kind of the same consistency, um, concept as black seed oil, but it's oregano oil. So not to be confused with the essential oil, like she said, um, vitamin A, B vitamins, all good things. Vitamin C. I actually like to supplement with natural vitamin C, whole food, citrus fruit, food, whole food, vitamin C, if you're going to use a supplement, but actual fruits, oranges, um, apples, things high in vitamin C. I like to use those before I use a supplement. Yeah. Yeah. Anything citrus you're going to be good with lemon will cover that. So if you're already mm-hmm. doing lemon, you're already giving your body an additional dose of vitamin C. Um, whole food vitamin C powders are really great. Um, they're almost flavorless. (laughs) I'm going to say not quite. Um, but they're pretty easy to add into a, you know, water and shake it up and drink it and all that kind of stuff. So. Right. And so I just wanted to, this is what I was going to talk about earlier. Um, as you detox, as you rid your body of some of these things that we've been filling it full of for years, a lot of these different supplements are going to work differently as you detox your body. So there are some things that you're going to have to play around with. You may have to try some of the natural things before you turn to some of the homeopathy things or essential oils, or, um, it's, it's a learning process. It's a learning curve for what works for you, your kids, your family, your body, you know, them best. So as you, and this is going to be a, a episode topic for a later date, but as you detox things in your life, some of these things are going to work better 
the more you detox your gut, your body, things like that. So if it doesn't work in the beginning, it may be something that is more effective as you rid your body of some of the, the toxins that, that are in it. So I just kind of wanted to put that little caveat in there um, because some of these things work better now for me than they did a year, two years ago. I just yeah. feel like they're more effective because I've rid my body of a lot of the toxins and inflammation. Um, so that's something to note. Uh, I do like to start with nutritional and supplemental support first, and then I'll move into, I do use essential oils, aromatherapy in combination with a lot of the natural supplements, garlic, honey, lemon, all of those things. I'll use those in combination with aromatherapy and essential oils. And then I'll add in some of the other things. If I'm not getting the desired outcome from what I've tried already. Yeah. I love it. There's only a couple of things I think I would add to the nutritional supplemental support. Um, turmeric is a really good one. Uh, mm -hmm. I actually made, we were all sick last week and it was pretty mild. Um, like I really kind of your typical phlegmy cold. It was fine. Mm -hmm. Um, but I made chicken noodle soup with homemade bone broth and turmeric. Um, so that is something like if you are going to be sick, that is a highly nutrient dense supportive recipe, uh, chicken noodle soup is, but make sure you're making it with bone broth and then add in your, um, your turmeric. I did half a teaspoon for a giant. I, I mean, I probably made four or five quarts of the thing. Mm -hmm. Um, so it was, I mean, it was a good, good serving amount made. Um, but there's also, you can also get some liquid turmeric forms that are highly bioavailable, which is a big deal. Bioavailability basically means how much of what you're consuming can your body actually okay. absorb and do something with. Um, so um, for certain forms of things are worth noting um, because I actually be drink a coffee drink every morning with turmeric and it's really good. There you go. I, like, turmeric terrible, is and I won't give up caffeine and coffee yet. Nope. Like it's, nope. it's on my list to do eventually at some point in I life. Coffee. <laughs> I do coffee. too. I'm like, can I just please have my coffee and my caffeine? That's the one thing. Um, but, uh, I do get this. I make this latte. It's a golden honey latte and it has turmeric in it. And I, I really think turmeric is a great resource, natural resource to have on hand for not only that, but also, and I think we should put this on the, we're going to make this and we'll put it on the Instagram page, but fire cider is also another great thing to have in the winter time. Fire cider is something you can make at home with a lot of these ingredients that we've told you about, and you just mix them together and then drink it kind of like you do elderberry syrup, but fire cider is a great resource, um, and recipe to have on hand too. Yeah. The other thing that I have recently been introduced to that I'm a fan of, but only, um, I, I wouldn't do, this is only, only in acute situations. This is not a daily thing, um, because it is a metal, but it's silver, um, colloidal silver or the brand that I have been a fan of is sovereign silver. Um, and it's just a dropper. Um, and so I think that it does have healing properties, but again, I think it's something that goes into your acute protocols. Um, not something that you're going to take daily, like you could with black seed oil again. I mean, black seed oil, I only take as needed, but I, you could take it daily. There's no harm in doing that. Um, and there are benefits to doing that. Fulvic acid. I take 
daily or almost daily, you know, magnesium, I supplement daily. So there are some things that you can supplement daily. Um, I would not recommend that with silver or, sovereign, or the sovereign silver, but I think it is a great thing to have when you are fighting some pretty big, um, like I wouldn't even do it for colds to be totally honest with you. But if you're hit with a nasty flu or the, you know, what that's been going around for the last, however many years, um, hit that hit that up with some sovereign silver too. So that is another thing. Um, and again, based like per dose, it's very affordable. So, um, again, I'll link that below, but that's another one to consider. Just throw it in your mind and see, see what you think about it. Do your research, do the reading. Um, one of the sources, there's a, what is it? PubMed. You can go and search some of these keywords and see what, what studies have come up with some of these things. Um, we're not just blowing smoke here. There, there are studies to back this stuff up. So worth noting that there. So that, I think that kind of wraps up the, uh, nutritional supplemental side of things that you can do, um, with some of these remedies and guys, we're almost done. Do you want to jump to the aromatherapy essential oils? And then I can jump in with the, um, kind of some of the other things that, that I can, we can recommend on some of this. Yeah. So uh, essential oils are huge, I believe in helping support your body. Um, not necessarily maybe like a cure or treatment, but easing some of the discomfort and pain that you go through with, uh, cold and flu viruses. So a lot of the essential oils and quality matters. Um, Sharon said it before, a lot of these resources that we're getting you, giving you, they are quality resources. So we have tested, you know, and tried a lot of these different things. Um, I personally use doTERRA oils on guard is actually, um, being diffused right now in my living room <laughs> on guard. I mix with lavender. It's just kind of calming. And then it's a preventative, um, on guard. It's a blend of different essential oils. Um, the breathe blend is really good too, with a lot of congestion and upper respiratory things going on. I like to have the breathe essential oil diffusing. I will diffuse it in Adeline's bedroom when she's trying to go to sleep, because we all know at nighttime is kind of when the congestion things start draining. It's really uncomfortable. You're trying to go to sleep. So having the breathe blend in her diffuser is huge. Peppermint oil, Peppermint oil is great in a carrier oil. So I use organic cold pressed coconut oil, and then I'll mix it with peppermint oil for fevers, discomfort, earaches, things like that. During the cold and flu virus, lemon oil, you can use it in place. Um, if you don't have lemons on hand, I do not personally ingest essential oils. I don't recommend ingesting es essential oils, but it's totally up to you. It's totally your personal. Um, preference, do your research, like Sharon said, on a lot of these things that we recommend, do your research and decide if that's something that you're comfortable with. Cypress oil, lavender oil, eucalyptus. We already talked about the benefits of eucalyptus, um, but it can kill bacteria and soothe inflamed mucous membranes. So I do like to add the eucalyptus oil to my diffuser for those reasons. Frankincense, thyme, oregano. So oregano oil, not to be confused with the oregano oil that we talked about previously. Um, but the essential oregano oil, tea tree and lemon oil, if you massage those together in a carrier oil on your chest is huge. It's so good um, for um, easing some of the congestion and the discomfort that comes with that. So tea tree oil and lemon oil mixed together in a carrier oil. I use the coconut oil or putting it in a, in a bath too is really good. That blend is really yeah. good in a bath. 
um, I highly recommend baths and showers during the cold and flu process. So um, I want to talk about the cypress real quick. That one blended with um, lavender and then you could add in eucalyptus. Um, but and so though that blend of two or three is amazing when you have a kid or yourself who has a cough and um, at nighttime. I love that blend at nighttime. So I recently stumbled on the benefits of Cypress for like when you have a cough and at night, I can't even tell you how calming and soothing that was. Um, and it was really great supportive with a, a natural cough syrup for my, my six-year-old um, last fall when she was just not feeling well. Um, it made a really big difference. So I want to, I want to emphasize that time is similar to oregano in, um, it's not qu quite the same, but it kind of has, it kind of does the same thing as far as being natural germ killer, that kind of thing. Um, and frankincense is one of those things that I swear just beefs up your body. Like, I don't really know how else to explain frankincense, but that's kind of how I, I treat it. So whether it's strep or something else going on or whatever, like just throw frankincense in, in your diffuser. Um, and you can, you can mix it with other things. And most people know that tea tree is kind of antimicrobial anti, you know, but that's, that's the other one. You might see it under the name, um, Melaleuca oil. So depending on the brand of oil you use, you could see it as one or both of those names. So don't be confused. Um, I do want to say this with the eucalyptus. If you run to Vicks, VapoRub or anything like that, throw that in the trash and go buy yourself a bottle of good quality eucalyptus oil, essential oil, please. And just replace it. Um, please just do that. A trick with the baths is get yourself, again, magnesium flakes are great for this, but Epsom salt do mm -hmm. just a cup of Epsom salt and drop your essential oils, a couple of essential, a couple drops in that Epsom salt and let it sit for about five minutes and then dump your salt into your bath water and let them dissolve. And that will help disperse the oil in your bath so that you can absorb it topically when you're in there. Um, and you'll also get the aromatherapy benefits as well from the steam and everything else. But if you don't do that, your oils, it's like oil and water. They don't mix. Right. Your oils will just sit in clumps on top of your bath water and you won't really get the full benefit. So that's a trick on the baths side of things with. Yes. We have bags and bags of Epsom salt under the sink in the bathroom for that purpose. We do too. My little one likes to uh, pick the bag up and dump it out. And that's really fun. Good thing it's cheap, right? Correct. Okay. Um, we actually use it in just like a foot bath too. So if you're not like a big yeah. bath person, you can use all of these same things in Epsom salt and the tea tree and the different oils, um, just kind of in a foot bath too. So that's another little, little perk there. Al doesn't like to take baths a whole lot. Like he's not a bath person, but he will either. So yeah, back either. You so. can soak your feet and, and get some of the same benefits as well. Uh, yeah. I like that actually the foot bath situation. Uh, one other thing I forgot to mention with the carrier oils, I like the little rollerball bottles that you can get. You can get those on Amazon. Um, some of the essential oil companies sell them. You can probably find them in, um, I don't know, like a Utah, you have fresh time out there. I have sprouts out here. Um, you can probably find some of those supplies in some of those places. So anyway, they're just glass roller bottles. And so you can make your own blends, but that's a really great way to use the hot oils, like oregano oil, peppermint oil, that sort of thing. Um, mm -hmm. 
So I will actually do a pretty significantly diluted oregano oil in carrier oil, um, usually coconut oil. If I don't have coconut oil, um, olive oil works just fine and it's perfectly safe for the skin. Um, but I will roll like the on guard and the oregano on my kids feet and put feet, feet, and put socks on and put them in bed. Um, so that's a really great trick as well, particularly for younger kids where you're like, okay, I don't need you like touching you know, something on your chest or whatever, put them on their, put it on their feet and put socks on and put shoes on and send them off to do whatever. And I used to do that with Vicks Vapor Rub when Adeline was little, because I didn't know any better. So I knew the trick of the socks and the feet and and all that stuff, especially at nighttime. Um, but now that I know about essential oils, like Sharon said, throw the Vicks away, put the essential oils in a carrier oil, put it on their feet, put socks on. And, um, Invert their mattress a little bit, like yeah, towels under their mattress or pillows underneath mm-hmm. the mattress, particularly the mattress. if you have a baby where you yes. can't put them on a pillow, put something under their mattress um, and it'll elevate them just enough. That makes a really big difference. So um, it does. I learned that when Adeline was little. It's a, that was invaluable for me with both of my kids, that trick. So, okay. I think we're almost done. You guys deep breath. Sharon's last rant, and then we'll close it out. (laughs) So in the category of other, um, there are some things that I truly do swear by, and they still fall into the natural (laughs) um, space, the holistic space. And so I really love that. The first thing, um, we've kind of talked about some of this, but I want to touch on um, use a humidifier. Um, I think that that's, especially this time of year, you're going to have extra dry air dry air is, you need to be hydrated. So, um, humidifiers, I would recommend two things in a humidifier. I'd recommend get one that has both cool and warm mist abilities, please. And get one that is easy to clean because our water sources are generally speaking, not clean. Um, so you want one that's easy to keep clean. Mold can start to grow. Um, it depends on your environment. We're not going to go down that road today, but just know you want one that's easy to clean. I recently purchased one from Costco because we were due for a new one. Our other one was just, it was a mess and it was hard to clean. So lesson learned, right? Um, But the one I bought from Costco is actually, um, I've been really happy with it. There's a ton of settings I can control the mist output. I can set timers. I can do hot, you know, warm mist. I can do cool mist. I can do a bunch of different things with it and it is easy to clean. And I paid well under a hundred dollars for it. I was say it was like 60, maybe 80, somewhere in that range. Um, and I just want to say how worth it it is. It's easy to fill up, which is another big one. It doesn't make a mess when you fill it up. So anyway, I just look for something like that. Um, I like to use a product called, and Brandy still doesn't believe me on this, a product called BrioTech. And it is, if you have seen the force of nature, Brandy, you use this, the force of nature cleaning. It is that same, essentially that same chemical compound. Um, but BrioTech is, is very stable. So it is safe to be consumed, not just touched, but actually consumed. No, you're not going to gulp down gallons of hypochlorous acid. You are not going to do that, but I want hear me on that. But BrioTech is one of those things. Like when my kids both came down with, um, pink eye multiple times. I never once gave them antibiotics, not in a cream, not down their throat. BrioTech in 12 hours I used topically. I had that. And, and I want to say 
the reason I'm bringing this up, it was because the, the pink eye was actually a secondary infection to a cold that they had both times that we went down this road. Um, so I completely topically around their eyes and I held true. I did also use other things, but I held true to using that. And in 12 hours, I saw a significant improvement, 24 hours. It was all but gone. And in 48 hours, it was completely gone without having to use an over-the-counter or not an over-counter, a prescribed antibiotic, which again, I've antibiotics kill everything, including good things in your body. I don't really want to go the antibiotic route if I can help it. So Briotech is, um, highly stable, uh, highly safe, natural hypochlorous acid. I know that sounds bad. It's safe. It basically, it smells a little bit like bleach, but it is not bleach and it'll kill safely germs and that kind of thing. You can use it to clean your house. You can use it to sanitize surfaces. You can, you can use it for all kinds of things. So I actually will use the skin topical skin spray. I will spray it in the back of our throat. Um, you could do that with strep throat, with colds, with flus, anything where you can kind of feel that germ stuff coming on. That's one of the first things that I do. And I will put, um, a couple tablespoons at most. I mean, just a splash of the, um, surface and air blend in mm -hmm. my humidifier. And I'll just have that going all day. So as people walk by, they're just taking breaths of it. Or if my kids are really struggling, I'll make them sit in front of the humidifier for a few minutes and just breathe in that air. Um, you can also nebulize it. And I think nebulizing is something that most people assume has to be done for those with, um, asthma, asthma, or I was going to say anything breathing. that's like lung issues, breathing mm -hmm. issues, bronchial issues. Um, it's not, it can actually serve to help remove the crud out of your lungs. So um, if you have something that is just kind of taken up residence in your lungs and it's you're having a hard time clearing things out of your, your throat, your chest, your lungs, all of that, nebulizing is great. So the two things that I will nebulize is Briotech SOS, which is their mouthwash. Um, you don't have to dilute that. You just pour it in and you're good to go. Um, the other one you can do, and I wouldn't do this honestly with young kids unless they are really, really, really suffering. Um, but, and I would, I save this for if whatever it is that we've been hit with is particularly bad, but you can do food grade hydrogen peroxide, the 3% and you dilute that 50, 50 with either saline or, um, distilled water, distilled water. And I actually did this, Sharon recommended it to me. I didn't even know that food grade hydrogen peroxide existed. Um, and so I went to the store. I think this is the first time, um, that Adeline ever caught COVID. We did the food grade hydrogen peroxide because she just had some, like you said, something that just set up shop and wouldn't leave. And so we did the diluted hydrogen peroxide in her nebulizer. And I really think it worked and I ended up doing it on myself as well. And like Sharon said, this is kind of something that you want to do as a, like an acute situation. Um, it does burn a little bit in my opinion. Um, it burns my nose a little bit. So you only want to do it in like small increments. You don't want to do more like than 20 full, minutes, right? You don't want to do more like than 20 minutes, a full 20 minutes. I don't think personally I could do. So I, I do about half of that. I do it as long as I can stand it until it starts to burn. And then I I'll, I'll quit, but I'll do it multiple times, you know, um, a couple times a day or just in the morning and the evening time as well. 
Yeah. Twice a day, at most twice a day for no more than 20 minutes at a time for either one of those two protocols, the BrioTech SOS, which I don't think really burns, um, or the food grade hydrogen peroxide and make sure even if you're doing 3%, you need to dilute at 50, 50. Um, so just note that. All right. That's really, that's the big stuff. Don't discount the sun, the healing power of the sun and of grounding. Um, just go search what grounding is. I don't think we really have to get into it in this episode, but, um, grounding is, is basically you being in contact with the earth, your skin against the earth. And it has a lot of benefits. And I think that it can be good for healing. Um, even if it's frigidly cold outside, find a way to it go does. fresh air, even for five minutes, just do it. Does. And I will like attest to that. And a lot of times I'll do it when the sun is out. So, um, I'll do it. Like when I'm walking to the chicken coop to go feed in the morning, I'll try to ground as much as I can, if it's warm and the sun is out. Um, but I do agree with you. I think grounding is huge and also the sun. And I think we should do it a whole separate episode on the sun. Because I think people have a lot of misconceptions about the sun with a huge push in skin cancer and sunscreen and all of those things. I feel like we have been trained to think the sun is bad and I think the sun is really good. So we've been lied to. Um, the final, final thing that I feel like we've touched on, but we're going to actually just make a point is hydration. Stay hydrated. So much of the world is dehydrated. Like we just don't drink enough water. I have, um, a few different products that if you're not good at drinking water or when you're sick, add them on. I don't think you have to do this all the time every day. Um, but electrolytes are your friend. You don't need to go the Gatorade route. In fact, please don't. Um, but I use, um, shameless plug here. I do use, and really only when I'm sick or if I feel I have a nasty headache coming on, that's a different thought, but um, I will use hydrate boost. It is a Bellamy product. I will, there's the master mineral drink, which is a magnesium electrolyte drink, um, which would also help you with the magnesium side of things. The other brand is live pristine. I will say this about live pristine though. Their quality control has been a little up and down. Um, so you can buy the pre-made drink, um, and I've had some issues with that with my last order. So I would recommend maybe looking at the master mineral drink, um, which just Google that master mineral drink and the website will come up to you. That's what it's called. Um, the other one is Redmond electrolytes. Um, and again, that brand just Google, I think it's called Relight, Redmond Relight, R-E-L-Y-T-E electrolytes. Um, so those are some good brands of products to use again, acutely the master mineral drink you could use on a regular basis, um, along with the live pristine. Again, that's a, that's a magnesium bicarbonate drink that, um, has other trace minerals in it. Each of them are, are a slightly different formula. Um, and the Redmond is like a salt electrolyte drink. Um, you could also take an, and just Google this again, adrenal cocktails. Um, as long as you are drinking enough water, consume an adrenal cocktail when you're sick, that will help. Um, and I will, like I said, I will use a hydrate boost when I am, which is like a, a liquid IV. It's just a cleaner version of it. Not the best, but the clean, a cleaner version of the liquid IV. Um, and I do use a hydrate boost too, not only for when we're sick, but when, um, I, or if I should get a lot in general, I fish tournaments, you know? So I don't use the restroom during the day. So I don't drink anything during the day because where are you going to go to the bathroom on a boat? Right. So I hope that's a comedic, uh, that you're, you're usually on a boat in here for you. 
you're yeah. usually on a boat with so a man. Like, there's not even in the morning because by the time we've done practiced and I'm on a boat, I'm super dehydrated because I just don't drink. Cause then I have to use the restroom. There's nowhere to use the restroom in the middle of, you know, a 40,000 acre lake. And so I will use hydrate boost in the morning there. And so I really do like the hydrate boost. Um, the live pristine we use too here in our household, the magnesium supplement. Um, so I do use that one. I haven't placed an order recently, so I can't speak to what Sharon was talking about with the quality control there, but, um, live pristine is another one that we do use in our household as well. So it's not a bad product with the pre-made drink. What we were seeing is a ton of settling with the minerals in there. So it's not shaking up. And so it's a little bit harder to use. Um, but I mean, you could like, you could blend it into a smoothie or something and it would, it would break up and be consumable. So it's not, it's not a bad product, but just know that you may have a little trouble with that. Um, so yeah, the hydrate boost, I will say is a hydration multiplier versus a straight electrolyte. Um, so but again, it's, it's not a bad option acutely, um, and in the right situation. So I, I do, I do like that product, excuse me. <coughs> so we're going to sum it up perfectly timed cough. Yes. <laughs> we're going to, we're going to sum it up. Um, basically what we believe in is supporting your body, not impeding or covering up symptoms, which are actually your body's response to, um, the germs that it's fighting. And so you want to allow your body to do what it is supposed to do. Um, and to that note, allow fevers to exist. Um, we talked about that earlier, so I won't go over it, it but allow yourself to take a deep breath. Mamas, if your babies have fevers, support them in it. Don't try to cover it up most of the time. Again, you know, your kids, um, and you know, your body better than anybody else, including their doctors. So obviously if there is um, a medical reason for you to be concerned about a fever, don't discount that. We're not sitting here saying don't listen to anything you've ever been told, but, uh, do your own research and start to get comfortable with the fact that, um, fevers are not always bad. I'm going to say that again, not medical advice. Um, and we, I think we all, um, Brandy kind of touched on this with the detox too, but I feel like this is related to that. We encourage you to find the root of the problem before you are resorting to, um, anything that could cause additional issues. So, um, just in general, that is an approach to health and health management. Wellness management is getting to the root cause of things. And that's really hard to do these days because that's not how Western medicine works. Um, it's, oh, you have this symptom. We're going to, we're going to put a bandaid on it. And that, that doesn't really solve anything for anybody. So, uh, Brandy, you want to close it out? Yeah. So I just I, be open-minded, um, <laughs> And unlearning what we've been told since we were kids, you know, I feel like a lot of our medical go-tos, our OTC things are things that we learned growing up and our parents learned from the generation before them and the generation before them. So be open-minded to unlearning the things that, you know, don't be afraid to ask questions. If you do think well checks are necessary for your kids, that's okay. No judgment here. This is a safe no. place. Um, yeah. but be willing to ask the questions. You know, if you are hesitant, if you don't want your kid to be given something, if you want to know more about a certain treatment or a certain antibiotic or a certain drug or a certain way that your doctor or pediatrician does things, there is zero reason that you should feel uncomfortable asking those questions to your healthcare provider. Um, and if they can't answer them or you don't like the answer you're receiving, maybe that's a good time to look into a more holistic and natural pediatrician or family physician as well. Um, I don't think that, well, 
visits are necessary. I don't want you to like, just not ever take your kid to the doctor if that's not something you want to do. But like I said, be open-minded to trying some of these remedies that we gave you today on this podcast episode. Um, if you have any questions about any of them, Sharon and I are always available to talk. Um, don't be afraid to ask questions. That's what we're here for. We would love to expand on some of these topics for you as well, because we could go on and on about some of them forever. So we're glad you joined us in this episode of, uh, remedies for cold and flu today, and we'll see you on the next one. Yeah. Thanks for sticking with us. Thanks for listening to this episode of rooted and free. We hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to check the show notes for info and links. It would mean the world to us if you reviewed and shared our podcast and be sure to catch us on the next episode.